Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks again as we go to this 90-second podcast and we continue on in this wonderful book about joy and this wonderful book about service. And, uh, this book has, has really, it's got a distinct lock on my heart right now. And as we study through the book of Philippians, as we talk with uh, Stephanie Wesco, Stephanie, good to see you this morning or speak with you this morning. How are you? You know, I'm doing pretty great, Doug. Well, praise God, and so we go that on. Was, we... That was lame, but I'm com- I'm I'm running short on new, you know, ways to express that. So I'm gonna have to think about it for next time. Well, if you could Google that before the next podcast, <laughs> if you could, okay. if you could. So I want you to know we're we're a little bit joking, but we just had a moment before this podcast uh, where where there, there may have been some tears uh, from one or both of us. So if you hear us, uh, emotions run high when you're in this great book of the Bible. And in a minute, we'll give uh, Stephanie a chance to uh, tell you what one of the things on her heart was. It did, it did me a lot of good when she shared that with me. But I want to look real quickly here at verse number 13. It says, my bonds in Christ are manifest, which is that manifest are open to all the sea. Everybody can see them uh, in all the palace and in all the other places. And I think what that verse is, is saying there, Stephanie, is, you know, I'm chained. I'm a prisoner. But you know what? I'm not holding back. Uh, my Christianity. I'm not holding back my beliefs in God. I'm not holding back my service to God. I'm not just going to lay down and give up. I'm not going to quit. And folks, I I know I say that, and I'm not saying it flippantly. I'm just saying, and, and this is so significant that we've been there. Uh, the two people on the phone right now with you on this podcast have been that person laying on the couch. And, and we want to show you from God's word how you can be that person uh, that, that you've always wanted to be, that God can use you for. And, and it, it, he can, you know, he's not gonna, there's no memory eraser, Stephanie. There's no, uh, there's yeah. no memory eraser to take away those memories. Uh, you know, like we can't go into each other's head and, and erase things. Boy, if you could, we said we'd, you know, we'd be billionaires. And, uh, but no I think, kidding. but I think God uses those memories. I think we're seeing here in Paul, you know, what he wrote, inspired by the word of God, inspired by God to write the word of God. And, and we're seeing him saying, it's okay. I'm in jail. I'm bonded. I'm, I'm, I'm chained up. I'm in a bad, bad place as far as the earth goes. But you know what? My bonds in Christ are going to be manifest. I'm going to show the whole world that I serve God. So I know, Stephanie, that puts you kind of in an awkward place. But if you could go back as we were talking about bonds and uh, we were talking about verse 12, where for the furtherance, excuse me, we were talking about the furtherance of the gospel. We were talking about uh, the idea of everything we went through. And you had mentioned something about Charles. Would you mind sharing that? Sure. So I just, um, before we started this podcast, as we finished yesterday's, um, I was just sharing with Doug that um, as I read verses, especially 12, 13, and 14, um, Philippians was Charles' favorite book of the Bible, and um, he loved to study it. Um, we had both memorized it. I had memorized it in high school. He had memorized it growing up, and he was quite a bit older than me, so he had memorized it a long 
time before I had memorized it, but it was a very special book to both of us. But I was telling Doug that as I read 12, 13, and 14, now I can picture Charles saying this, literally saying it, you know, that what's happened to me has fallen out rather to the furtherance of the gospel. And, you know, what happened to him is manifest in the palace. You know, God's used... God uses things like that in ways that we don't comprehend. And God's used it to cause many brethren, many um, brothers and sisters in Christ to have confidence. And it's, it's, he's used it to make them more bold in sharing the gospel. And um, I think of, you know, so many who have been saved um, because of Charles death and just realizing that God, that, you know, it's one of the ways God brings good, and, yeah. um, you know, the way God brings good out of each situation is different, yeah. but, um, anyway, that was just, that's what I had said to you. And no, and I think, um, uh, and, and now folks, it gives you a little idea why there was a, uh, a little bit of water work going on here in the background <laughs> just before this is, I, I, I gotta be honest with you. I have never met Charles Wesco a day in my life. I will meet him in heaven, but I feel like I know him, uh, just because of how Stephanie so freely shares. Uh, some of the burdens and uh, some of the things she's been through. And at the same time, to be able to look back on a terrible day, on an on atrocity, on a criminal act and say, you know what? God used that. He's using it in the palaces. He's using it there in Cameroon and all levels of government. I mean, the ambassador's got a hold of Stephanie. And, and some of you will say, well, well, Doug, you know, my um, my stressor was not that great. You know, my stressor was not a missionary martyr. My stressor was not this, but let me tell you, God can use whatever your stressor is. And if one person, Mm -hmm. if one person uh, gets changed, if one person's life is uh, eternally destined for heaven because of your stressor or because of your hurt, oh, what a, what a life you've led. What a life you've led. And, and you know what I was thinking, Stephanie, as I was looking at this passage a, a couple of minutes ago, this is what's crossing my mind. But how in the world would Paul have ever been able to sit down with the king's guards, with Caesar's guards? How in the world would Paul have ever been able to share the gospel with the people closest to Caesar had he not been in prison? I don't think there's yes. an answer there. I, I, I think the answer is it's God. It's God, yes. and it's because of that. And then, and then I say this to you as we're talking here with Stephanie, as we do every day. And and, and Stephanie, do you see you having uh, the outreach that you have today, had it not been for your terrible stressor? No, no. And there's and there's you know we've talked about this, and you're very good at reminding me on my discontent days that I'm right where God wants me to be. You know, in the days when I want to go back to Cameroon and. Um, I don't remember if it was during COVID that I called you one time and was like, I want to, you know, if planes were flying, I'd have booked flights back to Cameron. <laughs> you were like, and I would have been in the runway at the airport stopping that plane because <laughs> that's not where you're supposed to be. And so, you know, we all have those times of why God, this isn't where I want to be. I want to be, you know, where, where it seemed your will was. And, um, but now I have, you know, when I have ladies call me and say, thank you so much for helping me. And, um, you know, I, I'm so glad God has allowed you to go through things so that you could help me. Yeah. And does it make those things all seem worth it? No, maybe not. But at the same time, there's been many times I've said, okay, God, 
the purpose of my life is to honor and glorify you. Yeah. And so if, if being in pain, if having to deal with these things is how you're best glorified, then this is my privilege. Mm. And, um, and a certain guy I know told me a while back that pain is a privilege. And as much as I hate that statement, there is truth in it that when it's, it's a privilege to serve Jesus, even if that includes some pain, it's a privilege. Well, let me just say this. A certain guy did say that, but he's messed up. And that was me. Uh, (laughs) But I, I think that, uh, you know, going back to the verse, because I don't want to go back to the wet spots, but going back to the verse here and uh, the idea of my bonds in Christ were manifest or open to everybody to see in all the palace and in all the other places. And, and then we go and, and we look at there's a there's a new level. It says, as you go on, it says, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxen confident by my bonds. So, you know, I think there's, this is kind of where the rubber's hitting the road for a lot of folks right here, Stephanie. And uh, this is, you know, Paul's the kind of guy who's saying, follow me. In the army, there's a, there's a patch down at Fort Benning, Georgia, dealing with the infantry. And, and on the patch, I wore it. I wasn't in the infantry, but I was assigned at Fort Benning. And it says, follow me. Follow me. Follow me in the battle. Follow me wherever you got to go. We need uh, to get off our couches, to get off our chairs, to, uh, to get out of our bonds. And uh, we either need yeah. to follow or to lead people. And we need to go. We can make a difference. And, and Paul's making a difference. As many of my brethren in the Lord, waxing confident. You know, they were waxing confident. So, you know, there was all of a sudden success going on with the gospel. And uh, there were things going on there, you know. And and folks, I, I guess what I'm saying to you is you can take this trial. You can take this stressor and, and you can turn it around for for God. And you can turn it around for people who've had the stressor like yours or maybe a little different. You know, there's a whole collection of people that we're finding, Stephanie. There's a collection of people that have been through junk. There's a collection of people that have been in deep, dark valleys. There's a collection of people that have been in smelly, ugly pits. There's a collection of people that even listening to my voice right now are hurting. And, uh, yeah. and, but we, we want to let you know this. We, uh, we want to let you know that you can take that hurt and give it to God. It doesn't magically disappear. No, you know, it's, it's always going to be there in your heart, but what you do is you, you let God overwhelm that and push that out a little bit. It's still going to be there. You're not going to get back the loved one you lost. You're not going to get back that innocence you lost. You're, you're not going to get back that time frame that people ruined your life with, but you know what you're going to get? You're going to get God, and boy, he's, he's going to be more abundant. And, and, and don't we want him more abundantly, Stephanie? And what's the goal? I mean, what do we want? Well, I think there's that um, that verse in First Corinthians 10, 31. It says, whether they're free, eat or drink, or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think choosing to heal falls under and whatsoever you do. Yeah. And we can't sit on the couch in apathy. We can't sit in a ball curled up under dirt where we may want to be and glorify God. We have to do whatever God wants us to do. That's the only way we're going to glorify him. And, you know, when I think of Jesus and all Jesus went through for me, the trauma, the abuse, the betrayal, he went through every form of abuse that's out there in some way, shape or form so that he could identify with us. Yeah. And he will, for eternity, bear the scars of yeah. that abuse. Yeah. 
And, and, and you and know what's... Glory. Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, Jesus brings glory. He's, he's God the Son, and yet in bearing those scars for eternity, He glorifies His Heavenly Father. He glorifies Himself. Yeah. And if He can do that, if He can bear scars for us, he can give us the grace to bear those scars that we may carry the rest of our earthly lives. Yeah. But he'll give us the grace to, to bear them, to carry them, to and, glorify himself more through us. And, and you know what's so cool is not only was Christ God, but he was also man. So he gets yes. He gets what we're going through. He, he knows yes. the pain. And as Stephanie so aptly put, he, he was crucified on that cross in Golgotha. He was... Uh, I mean, he yes. was much maligned, and and, uh, and and here they are abusing God. And, and he didn't do that to uh, be more godly. No, he did that so that we would know that he knows our struggles. He knows our pain. Uh, he knows our sin. He knows our shortfalls. He knows that stressor. He knows that thing that you're... Uh, uh, that your bruise on your arm, he knows your Achilles tendon, he knows your your bad things, he knows your good things, and and boy, he can make a difference with that. And 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 I think as we look at that, and we go, you know, one of the cool things here is you as you go on in verse number fourteen, it says, and many are much more bold to speak the word without fear. And I was thinking about that. There's Paul. He's in jail. He's upside down. His his life is sideways. But through that, souls are getting saved and others are, are being challenged. Others are, uh, for the first yeah. time, trying to make... So So I guess the point here, Stephanie, is, uh, it, it, you know, we can internalize our stressor. We can eternalize what we're going through. We can eternalize the bad things. We can, we can eternalize all those things. But the truth be told and the things be known, uh, we can turn that around and help other folks. We can make it about others. We can make our life okay. about others. We can make our life about serving God. And and uh, when we do that, now what happens when we do that, Stephanie? Where, where do we, uh, what, what comes out of that? Well, something God's done with me is um, there's some a couple verses he's made very precious to me uh, when I'm in those times of... Um, kind of being at my end of God I'm lonely I kind of am not in a place I really want to be right now and what are you doing and the Lord has smacked me upside the head so many times with a verse where he says look not every man on his own things but every man also on the things of others and I have a savior that did that well he was man here on earth he constantly looked on the needs of others and the Lord has impressed that verse on me and keeps it kind of like between my eyes all the time of I'm either going to choose to focus on all the reasons I have to sit on the couch and cry and all the reasons to say, God, I don't like where you have me. Or I'm going to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And I do kind of lose it sometimes to sit on the couch and cry. So I'm very much far from perfect, but God has very much. And as I, as I, say, okay, God, I'm going to choose to focus on the needs of others. Give me your heart. And then the Lord says, you'll make a difference if you have my compassion flowing through you, because that's, that's what it's all about. And I think as we choose to look on others' needs more than our own, God gives us a special joy that comes as we choose to obey him. And the long, you know, the more we choose to obey him, the more fulfillment, the more peace, the more comfort 
he just displays because we're choosing to obey him. We're choosing to make that. And no, the pain doesn't all go away. There's not some magical, you choose to obey God and suddenly you feel completely healed and completely normal. Will I ever be normal again? Probably not. Not that I ever probably was, but I will probably never be the person I was before October 30th. I probably ruined some of that in your head. Yeah. No, no, I was probably already good. Very much. I mean, I'm less messed up now than I was before I met you. Praise be God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, and I think in the midst of our laughing here, this is. And uh, you know what Paul's doing here? I, I really think, Stephanie, and I, I think I, I love the joy in which you proclaim what God has done in your life uh, since you're surrendered to allow him to do anything. But you, you know what? Paul's teaching us this isn't a game. Uh, no. This is, you know, we can, I'm just sitting here. It's not in my notes. As a matter of fact, I really don't have any notes, but I'm, I'm sitting here saying to myself, <laughs> what just came to my mind, don't get me wrong, folks, I studied the scripture before we talked and I read through it and I read through a commentary. But what just came to my mind out of nowhere is what we're going through and what you're going through, this isn't a game. And, you know, you giving up on life doesn't only hurt you. It hurts all those around you. And and I think a few minutes ago when, when Stephanie said something about uh, uh, the responsibility and whatsoever you do, do heartily. Uh, I remember that verse, and I, actually, I think I'm quoting Galatians, and you were quoting 1031 out of Corinthians. What? Yeah. Same idea. But but, yes. th- but this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking now, as I look back at this, as I as I talk about this, I, I, I'm thinking that there's no games here. You know, we have a responsibility to get better. We have a responsibility. Yeah. I've known people now. Now, Stephanie, I, this is. I lived next door to a fella when I grew up. I was a young boy. And uh, I lived next door to him from, let's say, first grade to, um, or, or second grade to fifth grade. And his name was John Hellebrand. I, I'll never forget his name. And John Hellebrand uh, was a driver for Patton. He was one of Patton's driver. He was not the yeah. driver that smacked into the back of the truck. But, I mean, his memories of World War II. And, and, and sadly, this poor guy had become an alcoholic. And... Um, and his life, the only thing I remember, we lived in a, uh, uh, I guess, a little cabin or something with no no plumbing, no electricity. Uh, he made just enough money, I guess, from his VA pension or whatever to just barely pay his bills and buy the alcohol. And there's times I look back at John's life and said to myself, man, we can't let anybody else go there. We can't, you know, it's, it's not a far walk, Stephanie, to go from somebody with PTSD who's been through the junk to John. That's not a big walk. That's not a lot of streets yeah. to cross. That's, that's not a lot yeah. of neighborhood to go through. I mean, that's just right there. It's, it's real. Okay. It's a, and, and I guess what our appeal to you folks, and the reason we're in Philippians and the reason we're in the Bible, the reason we're talking to you every day, Monday through Friday, the reasons we get together from Iowa to South Carolina, plan our schedules, work around our families. The reason we do all of this is not so that we can uh, do something so God can work through us and we give him all the preeminence and, and you can heal and you know that responsibility to heal and you know how important this is that you can go out and make make noise for God you know because you're not making noise from God when you're locked up at home you're not making noise for God when you quit you're not making noise for God when you give up you're not making noise for God um, when you're going through the struggles and you're not uh, uh, you know and, and you're refusing to heal 
That's oh, not oh. that's not the God we serve. We serve a God that's bigger than that. You know, I read a Facebook post this morning from a friend of mine. He had a stage four colon cancer, death sentence, his doctor told him, 14 years ago. But, you know, he, read, he wrote something out there in that Facebook post. I'll never forget, Stephanie. He said, I told myself 14 years ago when I sat in that doctor's office and they gave me six months to live, I sat in that office and said, nope, I'm going to heal. I'm going to serve God. And if it's six months or 60 years, it doesn't matter. I'm all in. And I think what we need today, Stephanie, is we all need to be all in. And I think that's yeah. what Paul was all in, man. He was in prison. He was handcuffed and shackled to another dude. And he mm -hmm. used that opportunity to share the gospel with him. And uh, yeah. folks, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in prison. I don't. And uh, so I guess what I'm telling you is, and, and the most important, significant thing of this whole thing right now is, hey, it's time to heal. Let it heal. So as yeah. we close today, heal, heal. Yeah. Stephanie, any last word quickly as we close down here today? Well, I just, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking of the life of Joseph. I was thinking a lot about him yesterday and the life of Joseph in the Bible and all he went through. Yeah. And because Joseph chose to heal, because he chose to be an overcomer of, I mean, you talk about someone who had PTSD. You talk about someone who knew what it felt like to be abused. It was Joseph. And because he chose to heal, because he chose to make God his strength and chose to put his confidence and everything, his whole heart. Yeah. I mean, the entire world was saved from disaster because of one man yeah. choosing to heal from PTSD. And there you go, folks. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, making a difference. And you could be the next Joseph. Who knows? God could use you and your community and your country just like he used Joseph. And, you know, God's still God. So choose to heal. But uh, listen, it's a thrill to be with you on this 90-second podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. Make sure you stop by and see us on our Facebook pages on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Drop us a PM. Tell us what's going on. And, boy, if we get out in your area, we'd be thrilled to have a cup of coffee with you. May God bless you, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.